Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about Moto versus the World. Dramatic um, title for this episode, but I'm going to kind of tie it all together here in a little bit for you guys. Uh, before we get kind of going on into what we're going to talk about today, uh, I want to give you a quick little story um, to kind of set the tone for this uh, for this episode. Um, so when I was in college, playing college football at Youngstown State, we had a coach who, um, we called him Coach O. And for you longtime Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you might remember him as Jerry Olsowski. Uh, he was a linebacker for the Steelers really from the late 80s all the way through like the 90s. I think he played up to like 97 or 98. And then he got into coaching. Um, I believe he's still with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is back... I'm sorry, is back with the Pittsburgh Steelers now coaching. Um, I think he's still there. But um, so the story actually that I want to tell you dates back all the way to to when I was there at Youngstown State for a football camp when I was, um, I'll say about a teenager. And he was our position group coach that I was in because um, I was with the linebackers. <clears throat> and the one day he took us into the film room or to a meeting room. I have. I don't know if we were going to over evaluations or something like that, but um, one of the team's kicker at the kickers at the time was in there, and he introduced us to him. And you know, the one thing that stood out with Coach O that something that kind of stuck with me forever was, you know, he said, um, was you know basically that he likes kickers and that he respects them because they could do something that he couldn't ever do. This kick a fo- uh, kick a field goal or just kick a football in general. Um, he respected their talent. He's like, hey, he's like, he could do something I can't. So that's a value that he has that I don't have. So like, I have to at least understand and respect that. Um, the story, kind of moral of the story is, <clears throat> in the world of football, uh, a lot of times the kickers don't get a lot of respect because like their jobs needed to kick field goals and to, you know punt and kick off. But a lot of times like they just people don't seem as like real football players and they just don't get the respect they deserve. So, um, you know, that story just really stuck out to me was just the fact that, Hey, if someone can do something, you can't, um, you should at least, you don't have to like it or really be a fan of it, but you at least have to, you know, respect it. So where are we going with this today? Um, moto versus the world. Um, so over the years, I've seen a lot of different posts from, you know, my friends in the moto industry, um, people trying to, you know, hop on social media or, you know, kind of post memes and things like that, referring to how, how much more hardcore and how much, you know, more awesome moto is than, uh, pretty much all the other sports. And when I say the other sports, AKA the world, um, for this podcast, um, I'm referring to just your stick and ball sports, uh, because that's usually what the argument seems to be is, you know, uh, you know, racing is so much more hardcore than this sport or that sport. And it's always trying to compare like team sports versus, um, you know, motocross racing. So to me, I've kind of, I've been on both sides of the, both sides of the fence. Um, I've always loved, you know, racing and riding dirt bikes. I've also been very passionate about playing football. I've also played basketball, um, you know, and played the team sports. I played one year of baseball when I was really little. And, 
you know, I've been on both sides. Um, I've kind of walked back and forth over that line. And there's a line that doesn't even need to be there. But for whatever reason, it seems to be there. And, you know, even now as myself as a coach, I train a lot of racers, but I also train a lot of athletes as well. And, you know, I'm not here to really, you know, argue back and forth which one is better than the other because I totally think that is so pointless um you know but I think there's stuff that if people just kind of took um took a step back and instead of being so worried about you know racing being better than these other sports if you can actually just take value in the positives that you can learn from other athletes um, I think you'd be really surprised to see how much more alike um racers are to the stick and ball sports athletes it's kind of funny and there's actually some qualities that stick and ball sport athletes in my professional opinion actually do a little bit better than motocross racers and that's something we'll get into here in a little bit but I understand how it kind of goes I mean like you're proud of your sport you're proud of what you do I totally get that I mean even I can remember back in high school there was um, the whole, like, I came from a football town, so, like, the soccer players would kind of try to take their little jabs at the football players. I mean, we were all friends, but it was just kind of good fun, and, you know, you'd kind of have these arguments, football versus soccer, which is harder, which is tougher, who you know, things like that, and, you know, really, it's just kind of stupid at the end of the day. Um, they're just different sports. They're different skills, so, honestly, the arguments are completely pointless, in my opinion, Um and I think the one thing, and I don't know if like the whole jealousy thing, if there's a jealousy thing between moto versus stick and ball sports, just based off of that stick and ball sports become way more mainstream, you know, like you're going to see like, you're going to turn on ESPN and they're not going to say a word about, um, who won the outdoor series or who's leading the MXGP series. Uh, you know, you're not just going to see that and it's not mainstream, and to be honest, you know, as a motocross fan, do you want the sport to be mainstream? You know, do you want, do you want the ESPN analysis <laughs> talking about uh, the Supercross race on Monday morning, bench racing over, you know, which racer was better and who's letting who down? And you know that they'd have no idea what they're even talking about. They're just all just having a random, uh, you know, pitch at it. Or would you rather just have the the normal people that cover the sport that actually know what they're talking about, would you value their opinion? You know, to me, I got into powerlifting for a little bit, uh, for a handful of years in my twenties. And, you know, that was a sport that, you know, it's similar to motocross where it's kind of underground. It's sort of like the, if you know, you know, and like, you're kind of part of that, like underground family of like, Oh, you know, you do powerlifting too. Cool. Like we can relate. No one else kind of gets it. To me, I think Moto should kind of hang on to that element as far as, as long as they can. Um, you know, even when, you know, CrossFit kind of brought even a more popular rise to powerlifting and a lot of like OG powerlifters were uh, pretty annoyed by that because it brought in a lot of new powerlifters and, you know, like a lot of the things that were going on were like people who weren't in the hardcore powerlifting scene were now showing up at powerlifting meets and a lot of the old school guys, they kind of like felt like it kind of killed the vibe of the sport a little bit. Like it actually made it a little bit more mainstream than it needed to be. So, you know, I think it's just one of them things if it's like, did you know, don't be mad because basketball and football 
and baseball get more attention on TV. Um, just enjoy the sport for what it is. Um, that's my opinion as a coach. That's you're not going to see motocross impact, you know, have this huge um, upswing of growth until you know local businesses see an influx when Anaheim One comes on TV. Um, you know, for example, if there is a, a college football game that's coming on, an NFL game, World Series of Baseball. Like local businesses that have nothing to do with that sporting event will feel a financial economic growth because those events are happening. So until like racing provides a growth until throughout the whole entire like economy, um, you know, I just don't think you're going to see that popularity swing through uh, the mainstream like everybody thinks it deserves and maybe it does deserve it it would be cool um you know if more people really did know and could appreciate the sport like 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 how we see it um not to get into economics i'm not you know that's just my little opinion on it that's not a professional opinion i don't i'm not professional in economics but that's just what i see living on both sides of that line and uh so i think what you know before we kind of get into these like different qualities that stick and ball athletes have that I want to share with you to give you some value today. Um, you know, if you're on the fence of like wanting to be one of them, you know, people that you want to bash other sports because you think, you know, your sports, you know, way more awesome. Um, just remember those athletes prepare just as hard, if not harder than you do. Um, they, how you feel about your sport is exactly how they feel about theirs. Um, you know, you just, you don't have the understanding of what they do and and most likely vice versa. They probably don't understand what you're doing, but if you guys just really actually, um, kind of dove into the other world that you're bashing, you'd probably understand how much more similar, uh, your two worlds are versus, um, you know, just assuming that, you know, you're the complete badass and all the other sports kind of or a bunch of wusses or whatever like that. So uh, to me, it's kind of funny, but um, it really has sparked an idea for an episode for me to share with you because I do see different qualities, some things that you can actually learn from stick of all sports. Some of you actually may be in the same seat that I'm in. You're, you're into racing, you know, maybe you used to do other like um, team sports in high school, but now you can't play them. So you still just keep racing your dirt bike. Uh, so a lot of you may be able to relate to me right now of kind of understanding, yeah, I played football, I played baseball, but I also raced dirt bikes and maybe you're good at all three sports. And this now you just can only race dirt bikes. Um, that is actually another point. I don't even have this in my notes, but, um, what you have to understand when you go to bash like other sports, like, so, so say like, if you want to bash like football, um, you know, I played football, I am 32 years old. Potentially, I could be playing if I was good enough to be in the NFL right now um, at 32 years old. But I promise you, like, the sport, like, certain sports, you can only play for so long because that's how violent they are. Like, your body's just not going to hold up. I have no desire to go back and play another football game. But racing a dirt bike, and again, I'm not competing at the highest level. But, you know, like, there's a reason guys can race. Just keep in mind, like, there's a reason guys can race up until their 60s and 70 years old. So, before you want to, like, f- worry about, f- you know, like, pounding your chest and everything about how awesome the sport is, which I'm totally in agreement. I think the sport's awesome. I'm a true fan. 
um, you know, down to the core and I'm not talking trash on racing at all, but it's just a perspective just to keep in mind before we kind of move on. Um, you know, there's other sports you cannot play till you're 60 or 70 years old. It just will not work, but racing you can. So take that for what it is. Um, I'm not going to argue this point anymore. Just know like there's pros and cons to every sport. Um, and, and yeah, so that's all. That's just my little rant. Um, I didn't want to post that all on Facebook cause you know, nothing goes anywhere in Facebook, but Hey, maybe if I just say this on my podcast and you're listening, um, you know, if you're listening to these episodes, you're probably a pretty smart person. So I'll just give vent my uh, opinion to you guys. So let's move on. Let's kind of really get to what the podcast is about. So Moto versus the world, you know, in my eyes as a professional, um, as a coach, you know, when I work with professional racers, amateur racers, and I work with, you know, um, you know, some really high level stick and ball sport athletes, whether they're in high school, college, um, I've done some also, uh, some NFL combine prep, um, but really I'm just being anyone from like junior high up. Like I've worked with some really just like focused, um, dedicated athletes, just like I have as working with focused and dedicated racers. So I have a nice little blend that I get to see kind of both sides of that line that we were kind of talking about. Um, there are some things I do really feel that on average stick and ball sport athletes are better at when it comes to their physical preparation. Um, so let's just kind of get rolling right into it. Um, number one, the first thing I find is on average that they are usually a little bit more disciplined with their training regimen, like setting up their schedule, sticking to a schedule, like executing it. Um, you know, team like stick and ball sport. I don't know if it's because they've grown up on team sports, so they're used to schedules, but they work really well on a schedule and they do not like to miss sessions. And I've just found that moto athletes, um, motor racers, they operate more of like a fly by the seat of their pants structure. It's a lot more of kind of wake up and see what the day kind of brings. Um, the structure is just definitely, that's like the most obvious one to me is like, it's a lot different. Um, you know, as far as just the discipline of what their, their structure of their week looks like, it's just, um, there's a lot of different variables in that, but that's just something I want you to do. Um, to know and to think about. All right. So moving on to number two, um, what I think on average that stick and ball off stick and ball sport athletes do uh, a little bit better than motocross racers is I believe they seek improvement. So they seek improvement in physical performance versus just getting in shape for their sport. So the athletes from stick and ball, like they're really interested in how do they get bigger? How do they get faster? How do they get stronger? They want to be able to take these assets to on to their field court track, whatever they want to take these skills into their sport. Um, you know, like you can be the fastest kid on the team, you know, if they're into training, you know, they're very interested in how can they even be even more faster? Like, okay, I'm fast. I can beat everybody. I know I'm faster than everybody else on the, on the other team, but they're interested in how do I get even faster? Or, you know, if, you know, you have a, an athlete who is pretty big and they're pretty built and you could tell them that they can get a little bit bigger and it's going to benefit them. They're, they're fully interested. 
Um, so they really appreciate like the value of improving themselves physically to whereas I believe, you know, motocross racers, you know, I, I think the shift is happening in the sport where they're understanding it's not, you know, it's not good enough just to not get tired. Like there's more benefit to being, um, to improving your physical performance. But overall, I feel like it's just a huge lagging, um, this moto, the moto industry is lagging a lot compared to the stick and ball sports. Um, they just seem to get it a little faster. And, you know, this, this point here that I want to make, um, kind of refers more to on the, the line of on the bike performance, but just something I want to share with you. Um, in the motor world, I hear a lot of, and I'm not just talking about my racers. Um, I'm not saying they say this, but I just hear this in general, but you know, how many times have you heard like a racer lose a race and they get up on the podium and they say, yeah, my speed is good. I just need to get a better bike set up for the next moto, or I just didn't get the start. Um, for whatever reason, a lot of the moto athletes, like, you know, they're complacent with their performance. They're complacent with their speed more so than what I see in stick and ball sport athletes. It's like, they're just usually more hungrier. I feel like to improve performance or moto athletes just like to say, Oh yeah, it was good, but this thing happened. Um, again, this is just what I see. This is what I observe. This is from over 10 years of coaching. Um, this is just me sharing you, sharing with you my experience and giving you something to chew on and make sure that, you know, uh, just something to think about. That's all. Uh, number three, uh, stick and ball sport athletes, they take coaching very well and, you know, I'm not saying that moto athletes do not, but it just tends to happen a little easier. Like they're really like immediate, like they want to take immediate action on whatever you tell them. So if you're like, Hey, you should probably not be drinking pop soda. If you're from other parts of the world, um, I don't mean to offend anybody with me with saying pop versus soda. (laughs) Um, but anyways, if you tell them, Hey, if you're drinking pop, you should cut that out. And they'll literally go home and most of them, nine out of 10 times, they'll stop drinking pop or soda right there at the, at, once you tell them. And uh, even if their parents were telling them, if the coach tells them to stop, they'll listen to the coach versus everything else. Where I feel like in the moto industry, you know, racers have a, a tendency to want to listen to, you know, their friends or their parents. Like they're persuaded by a lot of people outside of their coaches. And, um, I'm not sure why that is. I'm not sure if just because of how the kids, you know, the athletes as they were kids growing up, um, you know, stick and ball sport athletes were kind of molded by coaches while racers are molded more by their parents and their friends that they race with. So like, I'm just not sure if that has something to do with it, but again, this is just what I've seen and what I've, I've experienced, um, you know, when it comes to coaching both sides of the line there. Um, you know, it just seems like you're sick and ball sport athletes. Like I can get through to them. Like I can tell them one time and they get it to whereas like, it takes a minute to tell race or something. And then they have to go and experience for themselves. And they're like, Oh yeah, you were right. I shouldn't have been listening to my buddy who does this thing over here. Or yeah, my, my dad told me to do this instead. So I like, like they have to have some sort of revelation to believe you. Um, 
more often than not. Again, generally speaking, this isn't a day in and day out thing. Um, just a comparison that I'm doing on my end. Number four, um, they place high value in their performance. So this kind of just goes in line with number one and two, but um, you know, they're because they place like the high value in their performance. Like they want to start training ASAP after their season. Like, you know, I might tell them like, Hey, you know, like the season's over, they'll reach out to me. And if like their season ends on Friday and they're ready to start training on Monday and I'll kind of have to ask them like, Hey, do you want to take a week or two off? Like if you do, that's cool. If you want to get started, we can start, but like, you know, you don't have to start right the second. And usually, um, stick and ball sport athletes are like, just because the way their, their thought process is versus, uh, you know, cause they value that off season work cause they need to get like the head start cause they're already thinking about next year. They want to start like right off the rip. I'm not saying you need to do that, but I'm just saying that's just how they're mentally geared most of the time, at least the ones that I work with. And I think it's just because they understand that off season training gives them that edge in their competition. Like they understand they could feel the work they put in the off season. And then when they take that to the field and they're competing against other people, they know in their minds that, they have the edge up even if it's just a slight edge that's all they want that's all they're interested in and you know they're willing to not take two weeks off just to like start working on getting that edge on their competition um you know already that early in the off season um towards racers you know it just depends on the situation but um you know a lot a lot more racers want to take more time off I think that has to do more with traveling schedules and things like that. But again, just giving you something to chew on, um, giving you some perspective. Um, number five is I feel like, and this is kind of a very, um, this is kind of going back to the, my initial rant about moto racers kind of talking crap on stick and ball sports. But I feel like the stick and ball sports, um, they're very appreciative of other sports. So, what I'm saying is more often than not, you know, if like if you have a football player or a soccer player, you know, they'll follow basketball even if they don't um, play it or they don't really like it themselves. Like they like they're still appreciative of it. And I've even witnessed in my facility these stick and ball sport athletes. You know, if we show them like a video of the Rocco's leap at Redbud and they see a video of, you know, someone jumping it and we're like, yeah, Jeremy jumps it. And like to them, it just trips them out. They're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like they maybe don't ride dirt bikes, but they just know that that's like an awesome athletic thing so that they're very appreciative of it. There's always exceptions to that. I mean, there's not, you know, it's not always going to be like every single stick and ball sport athlete is going to be appreciative of what you do as a, as a racer. But I just know in my hand, like I see more you know, in my stance, I see more trash talk moto going to stick and ball way more than I've ever seen stick and ball going back to moto. Um, at least when I compare, you know, stick and ball sport athletes versus racers. Um, it just happens like, you know, they become like stick and ball athlete sport, whew, stick and ball sport athletes. I've watched them develop relationships with my racers. Like, it's interchangeable. They understand. They see like they both train just as hard. They're both just as dedicated. They both care about their sport. So they have that commonality 
and there's not like this huge like divide in my gym like okay like motocross guys leave stick and ball sport athletes come in they're actually training like side by side with each other you know they're doing different programs but you know they're they see each other like they see what they're doing and they respect and you know and they go off from the weekend to compete they tell each other good luck you know they dab each other up all that kind of cool stuff um and you know they become friends outside of the uh the facility too so i just wanted to share these five qualities with you i wanted to go on a little bit of a rant because i don't think there needs to be this great divide between moto versus everybody else and if you actually just took the time maybe you know maybe you didn't play any stick and ball sport athletes maybe some stick and ball sport athletes were like you know you just thought were like chumps or whatever when you were in school um it doesn't always have to be that way you don't even know how like you know how they would view you again i'm not going to get into the whole like the whole moral ground here but uh you know i just want you to be open that you know there are things that other athletes do that potentially could be better than what you do you can actually learn from other people um so be willing to kind of ask the questions be like okay i don't do this sport but what do they do that i can kind of learn from to make myself a better athlete so again i'm kind of done rambling here today hopefully you took something away hopefully this triggered something in your mind hopefully it can help just add some you know maybe structure to your program um give you some sort of just different insight that you think you know you can you can do better because a lot of what training is, is just providing a structure and an environment and habits to your lifestyle so that you can actually carry out and execute, um, you know, your training programs and things like that. Um, but until next time, uh, be sure to go to my website for more information. It's jytraining.com and also be on the lookout. I'm almost done with my program that I'm working on. It's going to be, um, the email program and it's almost done very close uh, I'm really excited to release this and give it to you uh, you're gonna have access to weekly training programs um, for a really affordable awesome price and uh, yeah just be on the lookout it's coming very soon so almost done with it so until next time talk soon and catch you later